0: Happy to have you with us on an early edition of College Football Live with Desmond Howard. I'm Wendy Nix, and we are making our way. Hard to believe, Des, it's almost week six. And as we look ahead, let's start with some notable games this weekend. Another solid slate as we get ready for week six. A top five matchup in the Big Ten for the first time since the 2015 conference championship game. The Hawkeyes will host the Nittany Lions looking to keep their 11-game win streak alive. Alabama, meanwhile, traveling to College Station to take on the Aggies. The Crimson Tide have won 100 consecutive games against unranked opponents, and Saban is seeking his 25th straight win against his former assistants. Alabama still perfect on the season. Last but not least, the Red River Showdown is this week, and Oklahoma and Texas are ranked. It's the 42nd time these two teams will meet as ranked opponents, the second most such meetings by any two teams, by the way, in the AP poll era. Here's quarterback Casey Thompson on what's at stake.
1: Uh, what's at stake is obviously uh, bragging rights and the right to say you won the you know, Red River Shootout. Um, but at the end of the day, it's another conference game and. Uh, you're going to have a win or a loss under your belt uh, going into the next week of conference. The atmosphere is going to be great. You know, it's going to be something you ain't never experienced before, but you got to f- realize in these types of games, you got to stay focused. you got to stay locked in because the smartest teams win these types of games.
0: Looking ahead to the Red River showdown, I'm glad we don't say Red River rivalry that much anymore. It was too hard to say. Uh, but Des, I'll ask you this then. What does Oklahoma <laughs> need to clean up to be successful?
1: Hey, Wendy, I'm on board with you. I'm glad we don't say the Red River rivalry anymore to quite the tongue twister, isn't it? <laughs> um, I think that the o- Oklahoma Sooners still got to clean up that area called the trenches. You know, offensively, they haven't been able to run the ball at a normal clip. That the regular clip we're accustomed to seeing the Sooners run the ball. At the present time, they're averaging 30 yards less um, on the ground than they normally did a year ago. So now they have to be able to run the ball. And when you, when you can run the ball and control the trenches, it, it really helps you play calling. I think it makes things much easier for Lincoln Riley. So, they have some horses. They got the lineman up front. I just don't think they've had time to jail thus far. But now, like you said, we're going into week six. This is going to be a huge matchup against the Texas Longhorns. They're going to have to be able to establish dominance at the line of scrimmage, run the ball, and then that'll help them. But I think that's been the biggest issue. Spencer Rattler, as much heat as he's been given He's not playing horribly. He just hasn't been able to play up to the standard that we're used to seeing from an Oklahoma Sooner quarterback, especially when you keep in mind that Spencer Spencer came into the, the season as the favorite for the Heisman.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it's almost you're a victim of your own success, right? That bar was pretty high, so to fall short of it isn't that difficult. I'm going to ask you about the best player on the field in just a minute, Des, because it won't be Spencer Rattler with no disrespect. But before I do, because we talk so much coming into this season about Texas, about Sark, about the changes, are are they on to something in Austin, Des?
1: I tell you what, Wendy, I really think they are. I mean, since they um, they got manhandled by Arkansas earlier in the season, obviously Sark made a, a switch at the quarterback position, started Casey Thompson, and the offense has just been really clicking since Thompson has taken over at the quarterback position. But the key to this offense is B. John Robinson. I mean, he's the, when they take the field Saturday go. afternoon, Bijan Robinson will be the best player on the football field. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He's a running back that can go the distance anytime he touches the ball. Um, He's very elusive, great out in space. And then Sark is such a creative play caller. Sark will also line him up out there and wide to put him in the slot, and they'll throw the ball to him, too. Tough, great vision, excellent lateral movement, and fantastic. Speed. When they played the Oklahoma Sooners, he will be the best player on the field. Make sure you guys keep an eye on B. John Robinson.
0: Well, we should expect a close one in the Red River Showdown, by the way, since their last seven regular season meetings uh, have been one possession game. So Again, Des, it should be a good one. It should be a tight one uh, as we look ahead to the weekend. All right, let's talk about another big game in the Big Ten. Penn State looked for its third win against a ranked team under James Franklin when the Nittany Lions traveled to Iowa City. Iowa continues to roll, by the way, with a defense that has produced 16 turnovers with a plus 12 turnover ratio. This game, by the way, likely to come down to turnovers as well. Turnovers. Um, equate to winning as much as anything you know turnovers and explosive plays and when you can do that you're gonna you're gonna help your team play and you're gonna put yourself in a position to play the game for a long time so um, you know I think everybody knows that's the storyline of this game right You you know that's that's they're doing a lot of things well that's the thing that they're doing right now that makes them special um, and it impacts their entire team. Des, I tell you what, there, there's a lot of teams and a lot of defenses we talk about, but is it possible to give this Iowa defense too much credit at this point? I, I don't think it is, Des.
1: I agree with you, Wendy. I don't think it's possible because I tell you what, I play a lot of football and at every level high school, college. Pro. The head coach will always tell you the two ways that you can beat yourself is being heavily penalized and turning the ball over. And I tell you this, this Iowa defense is doing a magnificent job. I mean leading the nation right now with 16 takeaways as we go into week 6 12 interceptions and four fumbles recovered I mean this is unbelievable what they're doing defensively This is a group of ball Hawks in the secondary and they're playing at a very very high level right now And that's been the difference and that's what's keeping James Franklin up at night, too When you watch that defense and the way they create takeaways, it's enough to give a man gray hair
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah I would I would think so plus 11 uh, in the turnover differential well neither of these teams has fared particularly well in AP top five games both looking for their first win in a top five matchup this century yes Penn State has been outscored by a hundred points in AP top five matchups which is the worst all time meanwhile make sure you head to at ESPN CFB on social to vote for your favorite town in the Football Town Showdown presented by Shell. Uh, don't look now, but Jim Harbaugh uh, has his team at a perfect 5-0, Des. Uh, Listen, Michigan is for real. I know you like it. We're going to tell you what's made the difference this year. And plus, once again, the Red River Showdown has had no shortage of great games. Coming up later in the show, we count down the top ten moments in the past three decades. This one hopefully won't disappoint. It's the best of the rivalry on deck. College Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. this week's Saturday night football game presented by Capital One. Jim Harbaugh and number nine Michigan in Lincoln to take on the Cornhuskers. 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. That's on ABC and the ESPN app. One app, one tap. Well, win in Rome with Michigan winning 20-10 to heading into the fourth quarter against Wisconsin on Saturday. The team decided to lean into to a home crowd tradition when the song Jump Around came on to start the fourth quarter. Des, you know what they did? I'm not going to do it, but they did. They jumped around quite literally. Uh, clearly a loose and relaxed team. Here's Jim Harbaugh on the state of his team. No, I mean, I have noticed it, uh, you know, for, for a long time now, going back to, you know, the winter conditioning cycle and, and spring ball. I mean, you can just, yeah, I can see it in their eyes. They, they're having fun playing football. And we played that song quite a bit during the week, you know, as uh, crowd noise, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, I think they just made it theirs in that moment. You know what? Why not, Des? Make it yours. Listen, uh, speaking of making it yours, uh, Michigan is doing exactly that. And, we, we, you know, we're not that long removed from talking about should Harbaugh stay, should Harbaugh go, what's going to happen. Uh, and now this team is sitting at 5-0. What's been the difference this time around?
1: I tell you what, Wendy, one thing that jumps out at me is when I look at this defense, they look completely different than they did a year ago. Obviously, they brought in the new defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. He came over from the Baltimore Ravens, and he instilled a whole different philosophy defensively. And they got three guys on each level that are difference makers. You start at defensive end, of Aiden Hutchinson. He's a first-rounder. And then defensive back, Daxton Hill. He's another first-rounder, but the guy in the middle that makes it all work is Ross Josh Ross and they missed him too um, two weeks ago when they were playing against Rutgers and he was out with an injury and they were like just hanging on by the by the edge of their seats to win that game. So I think the difference is a new philosophy and you have three guys at each level Hutchinson Ross and Hill who are all playmakers.
0: And as you know this I mean talent trumps everything but when you start buying in and you get a little momentum it can take you a long way and you just get the sense that they have bought in completely in Ann Arbor it's been good for college football to see them be successful. Uh, We do have some other news from around the country and that uh, regarding LSU corner Derek Steenley Jr. He had a procedure done on his left foot now. He's a junior corner remember he he injured this foot in the summer but he did come back to play the first three games of the season and unfortunately re injured his foot and has missed the last two games. Uh, just for some perspective, Derek Stingley Jr. ranked third on Mel Kiper Jr.'s latest 2022 Big Board, released about a week ago. Stingley had six interceptions in his career, and all six came his freshman year in 2019. All right, Daz, we're going to do a little four downs, okay? Uh, we'll stay right here with LSU for the first down. And let me ask you this, is Coach O on the hot seat?
1: I tell you what, Wendy, it's getting warm now. If they lose um, to Kentucky, then things down in Baton Rouge is going to take a turn for the worse for Coach, Coach O. You know, you look at the talent that they had a couple of years ago, and you say, okay, they won a the national championship. They made some coaching changes as far as the coordinators are concerned. Bo Panini is no, no longer there. They even got a new O.C., but don't forget, they still recruit at a high level. So at the very least, there are some teams that you should just be able to beat because of the athleticism that you have as far as your personnel is concerned. And if they lose this week against Kentucky, yeah, things may get ugly here. will definitely be on the hot seat, Wendy.
0: Yeah, you know what, they won't be thinking about that national championship just a few seasons ago, will they? It's what have you done for me lately? Uh, we know that. Second down, Dez, who bounces back better, Ole Miss or Arkansas?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. That's really hard because when I was at the Arkansas-Georgia game and um, that, that game wasn't even competitive. Georgia jumped on them um, really fast and stayed on top of them. But Ole Miss, when you play Alabama, I mean, obviously that game got ugly too this hangover the next week that affects your performance. So I'm thinking Ole Miss after playing Alabama, being beat the way they did, not just uh, mentally, but physically too, there still may be a lingering hangover from that game that took place in Tuscaloosa. So I I will watch Ole Miss. Man, Lane Kiffin is going to have to do a heck of a job to get his guys ready for this game Saturday.
0: You gotta have a short memory. That's the way it works. All right. A look at these two resumes, okay? I'm not going to tell you who's who. The blind resume for these two defenses, I know everybody's, against, by the way, both of them pretty good, as you can see. Look at that plus 11 turnover dif- differential, though, for Team A, plus two for Team B. All right, Des, I don't know if you know, do you know who, who's who here? You got, got any guesses?
1: I don't, I know, I really don't, but if I had to guess, I'm assuming that. Iowa's on the left with the uh, plus 11 turnover margin. I would say that's Iowa. Wow. Nice.
0: Yep. Yep. And Georgia. And and listen, I I show you this. Good work, by the way. I show you this because we've spent so much time talking about that Georgia defense and rightly so. But how about Iowa? Yeah. uh, uh, Des, who's better? Who's got the better defense, Iowa or Georgia?
1: Wendy, I tell you one thing, you know, to have a defense that that registers a bunch of three and outs, that's great. It's fantastic. Everyone in college football right now, they're talking about the Georgia defense as if they're like the 85 Bears, okay? But, One thing that I know that's very demoralizing to an offense and to a team in general is when you turn the ball over. And when you play against a defense that consistently creates takeaways, you know that's so demoralizing because not only did it stop the drive but it also gives their offense the ball immediately. So there's no pun involved. They're winning the battle of field position. So I'd say, I tell you what, a lot of people give a lot of credit to Georgia's defense and they deserve it. But you may want to keep An eye on this Iowa defense because they're registering takeaways at an incredible clip right now.
0: No kidding. Man, that's the way to win a ball game. All right, fourth down. Did we think too highly of Notre Dame?
1: you know we always think too highly of Notre Dame that's just the, the it comes along with the brand and you know it started the season off and by week two they were on their third left tackle so they sustained a lot of injuries and this is a team that they were surviving as opposed to beating teams they were surviving and winning as opposed to beating teams and it finally caught up with them against Cincinnati so you know they got to get the quarterback situation straight now but yeah I think we probably thought a little too highly of Notre Dame coming to the season.
0: I don't know if we can trust you on that one, Des, but since I happen to agree, I'm going to say, okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) Listen, we are just a few days away now from the uh, Red River Showdown, as we call it now. What a great 30-year rivalry this has been, and there's been some spectacular moments. We'll show you the top 10 plays these two teams have delivered coming up. You are
1: watching College Football Live Presented by Buffalo Wild Wings.
0: College Football Live is presented by Buffalo
1: Wild Wings.
0: All right, the top ten players plays from the Red River Showdown. Adrian Peterson, remember him? Daz, there's that red hat. Uh, that worked out. The Longhorns get Adrian their shutout in the Adrian Peterson was a monster. Yeah, it How worked out real good nine? for him. It worked out real well. You know, this guy's not uh, doing all right at the next level. That's Baker Mayfield. Uh, had to overcome the Texas Rally, a 78-yard touchdown drive. That ended up being the game. Oh, remember that? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yep, yep. Oh, man. yeah, exactly. Them yes, off. Man. All right, number yep.
1: eight. How about this guy? He's having a good NFL right? season, too. Uh, the 2018.
0: 2018- <laughs> Here's the big 12 championship game for the first time they met twice in a season. I'm surprised that one didn't get testier than it did. You know these two All right, no, number right. seven. How about bye. when Texas snapped a five game losing streak against Oklahoma. Now this by the way en route to winning their first national title in 35 years. That was a big one. The final score 45 to 12 um, number six. I continue to marvel at how many great players have come through here. Ricky Williams. Wears Doak Walker's number following his death in the house that Doak built, uh, really prophetic. And he rushed for 139 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the Sooners won that one. Uh, number five, Cameron Dicker, the kicker etches his name into Red River lore. How about that? Nine seconds to go. Des a 40-yard field goal. Uh, that's one he'll remember incredible, to say the least.
1: Incredible! Incredible. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if this game comes down to a field goal.
0: All right, we're going to talk about that four, overt- four overtimes and number four, the highest scoring Red River meeting. I have to say it's slow. Red River meeting ever. Uh, Texas trail by 14 and they <laughs> went back and forth. It was nuts. How about top three? Uh, top two Heisman finishes dual, dual in this one. Uh, I mean, it doesn't yeah, another, get much better than high that. Again, I a about oh Remember
1: <laughs> Exactly. Yep.
0: Uh, I'm just gonna call this uh, Superman, okay? Oklahoma safety Roy yeah, Williams Superman. He jumped effort. over the offensive line. I mean, that's what you call one-two, right? Desley just play. wanted it more on that one. Yep. A hundred percent. Yep. The, you're right. You're right. The stone cold stop right here. Texas beating Oklahoma. This is 1994, <laughs> 17 to 10, and they just. I mean. Yeah, all that's those beating. players that have, I mean, it is one after another of Heisman winners and guys who've gone on to succeed at the next level, which is just one of the many reasons. Plus, it's Texas, it's Oklahoma, it's all the things that make football great, uh, Des. So we look forward to this one every year. But you, you talked about the turnovers. Uh, when you look at the X's and O's in this game, uh, what will make the difference maybe out, outside of that?
1: Well, i tell you what, outside of that, you know, we, this game may come down to special teams. That's something that no one's talking about, right? We talk about the offense. We talk about Spencer Rattler. We talk about Casey Thompson, B. John Robinson. The defense is what they need to do in the trenches. This game may come down to a special teams play, and not just a field goal. It may be a kickoff or, or a punt return for a touchdown. A big play in the special teams can really determine who's going to win the Red River Shootout.
0: Wait no wait yeah showdown shoot it's 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 impossible uh, does listen you know week six and I, I really honestly I said this at week four it does feel like a pivotal moment but week six moving us toward the halfway point is there a game out there that we may not be paying attention to right now that could be a big difference maker anybody that you can think of. <laughs>
1: A game that might, I tell you what, I think a very interesting game is um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame against Virginia Tech is a very interesting game, especially Notre Dame coming off of a big loss against Cincinnati. Uh, Going to Blacksburg, which is a very, very difficult place to play. Keep an eye on Notre Dame versus Tech.
0: That's right, Cincy getting the big win. We talked a lot about Cincy, about BYU. What a wild season it's been. We expect it to continue week six. We'll be back tomorrow, another early edition, 2 o'clock Eastern on College Football Live. We'll see you then. Thanks, everybody.